Welcome back for another episode of your favorite fan-driven sports podcast. The Horn Brothers are all here. It's time to sound the horn. Welcome back in to another episode of the Sound the Horn podcast. Ben, Danny, Riley, the crew's all here. Man, it is March Madness, Sweet 16, Thursday night games, Vegas crowd, unbelievable, and UCLA-Gonzaga. They should just play every year. They they, they, should, they could play every yeah. year in the tourney. Oh, my goodness. You know that it was 17 years talk, ago tonight. Talk about madness. I 17 mean, years what, a, ago what tonight. a great finish to a game. Go ahead, Ben. I would say 17 years ago tonight that the uh, the first time we had a Gonzaga UCLA tournament game that uh, was that epic. So, uh, yeah, I, think it was, I mean, just watch. Uh, go ahead, Adam Morrison no, just on time. the ground, sitting on the court. You know that epic game that we had, and then obviously last year with the finish we had at the buzzer beater, and another three from about the same distance. It seems like tonight as we had last year so yeah these guys they just go at it each time and it they're both like well-coached teams they play the right way but yeah UCLA they just had no offense in the second half they couldn't make a shot they couldn't make a shot at all the first half I was saying Gonzaga was playing Ole defense like everything they were letting everything buy them but the second half they they clamped down they figured out how to win games Mark Few I mean that guy just knows how to coach right like they, those teams, they just know how to win. They figure it out. They figure it out yeah. every time. It's it's nice having a guy named Timmy that you know goes Timmy. off. For, what do you have? Thirty six points tonight. Like absolute beast mode out there on the court. Well, and he now stands alone. He's ten games of twenty points plus ten tournament games. Nobody's ever done that in history of college basketball tournaments. So, I mean, the names that he passed tonight with that is amazing. So yeah, Timmy's Timmy's incredible. I hope you all are enjoying the tournament. And if you are following along with our tournament bracket, you will see that the three hosts, well, are totally killing it. I mean, we're all ben, one, two, three. Ben is doing well. Ben is doing well. Let's give props to Ben. Who I am actually, well your positioned. Bracket is doing well. Positioned is doing really, really, really well. Yes. Um, I will say, Riley and I. There's a it's, little. We're, we're not good. It's not. It's good, bad. Guys. It's, it's bad, it's, guys. It's really, really bad. Yeah. I mean. So. Um, yeah. I think I'm in ninth place and Danny's in tenth place. So, yeah. Um, oh, I, I thought I was worse than that. Um, maybe maybe yeah. you're eleventh. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. I'm not really paying attention. But I do have Texas winning it all. I still think Texas will win it all. The problem is, everybody listened to this show and decided to pick Texas winning it all as well. So you know what? Forget it. Like I know I'm gonna lose. It's okay, and I'm okay with it, as you can tell. Like I'm totally okay with it, and not having any issues right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it does no seem like about internally. half the people, literally half the people in our uh, group have Texas winning it all. It's pretty funny. Which actually, okay, it's kind of cool because as a Texas fan, I'm like, man, people are getting on board. But this makes me super nervous because the team that everybody picks to win it all doesn't win at all. And I really, I want, I want, I want to see Texas win it all. So. Next time, don't pick the team oh. that I want to win, please. Right? Did you know yeah, we're jinxing it? 
Danny's sitting, you know, very, 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 very close to the coin flip bracket, which has done demonstrably <laughs> tor- terrible. So if a couple of bad things happen to Danny, like he could still be in danger of losing to this uh, awful coin flip bracket. You know, I mean, he's only what? 10 point. He's 10. What is it? 10 points above the coin flip bracket right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously the highest so... level available for the coin flip is way higher, but man, like Danny. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What is I it? Mean, You're not allowed to pick up a basketball anymore if, if you lose. The coin flip bracket picked <laughs> two 16s over one and didn't pick the correct one. <laughs> FDU. We all know what FDU last... stands for now. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I Dickinson. think on the last podcast, I called him Florida Dominion or something. <laughs> I didn't even know what FDU stood for, but uh, here we are. Now we all know who what FDU stands for. Uh, it's, so. Are you sure it's not like Franklin Delano <laughs> University? No, but the coin did like Princeton, which was which was good. You know, I'm a little upset, though. Like, it is cool seeing upsets and seeing 15 seeds, but like, Princeton, those guys already have it all anyway. They're already smart. They're in Ivy League. They're going to get good jobs. Dude, Leave the tournament revenge, to us, Princeton. Revenge Come on. of the nerds, dude. They're they're fighting back. Nerds are athletes too, man. You know what? You can take over the rest of the world, but give us basketball. Ivy League, you don't need that too. Come on. Ivy League always Ridiculous. seems to get like a win in the tourney, whether it's Harvard or Princeton, or I don't remember who it was back in 2011. I wanted to say it was Columbia, but I don't think that's right. I don't remember. It wasn't, but man, it's just always, they always have like this upset run a little bit. Dang Ivy leaguers. Oh man. But then anyway, Northwestern, they, Northwestern, they're smart too. Yeah. Like those are basically Ivy leaguers and they can't let Boise state win a game. Come on. Let's get Boise state a win in the tourney. Huh? Okay. So I have to rant about a couple things for the tournament. Okay, number one, Mountain West, screw you guys. I'm not picking your teams anymore, right? Like, it, this happens every single year, every it single was, year. It was so <laughs> bad. Utah State right? comes out, lays an egg. Nevada comes out, lays an Nevada egg. Nevada was terrible. Boise State, didn't, Boise State didn't play terribly. Like, they just they couldn't hit shots as much as they usually do. And Northwestern has a good defense, so it is what it is. Like, it was a bad matchup, but... They didn't play terribly, but they still lost. They need to win. They should have won that game. Granted, let's see. We got San Diego State right here sitting in the Sweet 16. You know, I mean, they're going to get demolished Alabama. by Alabama. They're going to get Yeah, they're going to lose to yeah. Alabama, but, uh, you know, hey, they made Sweet okay, 16 all right. at least. But San Diego State, can we even call them a Mountain West team at this point? They're basically Pac-12, right? Like, they're like that's that's going to happen. But It, it hasn't been announced yet, but, you know, like okay. writing's on the wall. All I'm saying is the Mountain West, I'm done with you, all right? Like, just forget it. I'm not picking your teams anymore, all right? Secondly, Can't blame you. these games are impossible to watch the last two minutes of the game with all these stupid, unnecessary reviews. I swear, I'm. there needs to be, because the NCAA is not doing this, there needs to be a congressional hearing, right? Like, we need a committee in Congress. I might run for Congress, and my whole platform is going to be these I'm going to have a committee on unnecessary sports reviews. We have to, we have to fix this. I'm pretty sure I'd be popular. I could win election. If I did this, these reviews are ridiculous. And 90% of the time they don't change a thing. They just go back and like, all right, or they change three tenths of a second. Like that makes a difference. Like just 
play just play the game like we don't need to sit there and look at a mil you don't need five minutes to put three tenths of a second back on or to be like uh, who knocked it out when there's you know 20 minutes to go in the game like nobody cares just like so just earlier play, this evening, play the game had, you know we had the michigan state and uh my, my brain's fried who did michigan state play uh three kansas state and Kansas so State. coming down yeah. towards the end of that game, we had a who's the ball go out on a review. And then we come back and Michigan State calls a timeout. And then we come back and then Kansas, Kansas State, State calls, calls a timeout. And I'm like, we haven't played a second of basketball in like eight minutes here. Can we get something going? Like this is taking forever. Now, great. That was a great game. Went to overtime. Don't get me wrong. Great finish. Great game, but that was one of those things. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, and even the crowd was getting a little. You could hear booze after Kansas State called timeout. Like, come on, let's well, play ball. Like when my when my wife, who I have a hard time getting her really into sitting down and watching sports, we get to the last minute of this UCLA Gonzaga game, and she's like, "Oh, there's a minute and twelve seconds left. Oh, that's like an hour of basketball time." <laughs> like she she understood. Like, oh, that's gonna take forever, right? Like, because it does, and it it's painful sometimes to have to deal with that they need to they need to fix that about 95 percent of the reviews that they do in these games are unnecessary like they they don't need to happen i think we've talked about this before we like you had that unc villanova game that they turned over what like five years ago six years ago because of it rolled off the pinky of mm-hmm. one guy and we had to look at it for 10 minutes when it was like just play, Change the, just outcome play of the, game. the game, right? Like the guy knocked it out of his hand, right? And like, yes, it maybe rolled off his pinky. You never call that in a in a regular yeah. game. Just call the game. Like well, we're severely over. Not even why, in a regular why game. Why can't they? I'm talking like in the whole rest of the game, except for the last two minutes of a game, it wouldn't even be reviewed like that. Like, so why, why do we need to? Why don't they go game? to a challenge like format? Make it so that the you know give the coaches or the each team so many challenges just like every other sport has like there needs to be a challenge system so that it's not just over no but even in ncaa in in football they're they're reviewing everything the last yeah. couple minutes and just takes four freaking ever just move on move on like it was a call let's go so I like stan van gundy tonight he's like because they had uh, what's his name? That's the, the kind of the officiating guru for the G- Gene Serator. Serratore, yeah. yeah. And Stan Van's like, man, I don't just know if we had Gene Serratore looking at these, we'd be a lot faster on these replays. Because <laughs> <laughs> he gets it right, he calls it, and then literally three minutes later, the arrests finally call it. Like it just was one of those things. But it's just annoying. Anyway, uh, but basketball has been fun. It's been. You know, March Madness, always crazy, always a ton of fun. We've been enjoying that. I hope you all are enjoying it too. Um, and follow along with our brackets, see how we're see how we're doing. And again, for the winner of the bracket challenge, probably a little trophy. Money? No, no money. Sorry. We don't have any of that. But you Wait, can when, join when our I podcast. Win, yeah, whoever whoever the runner up is, they can come join the podcast because I'll end up winning. But uh whoever the runner up is, they can come and <laughs> get on the podcast for a minute right now my biggest concern is is my boss who's ahead of me by 10 points and uh has a max ahead of me by 10 points so you know maybe come down to who wins the title game type for that one so i gotta make sure i beat my boss can't let that happen 
Yeah. Uh, my boss is beating me. It's also known as my wife. So, but that happens every year. So like I'm used to it. <laughs> That's normal. So actually, I'm, I'm like, I'm just used to it. Actually, no. you guys are in a dead heat tie right now with the exact same amount of points remaining as you have together and the same amount of points so far scored so you guys could end up in a dead tie i mean that's hey you know that's what? a win tie. for danny man that's a you win. know if I, if I tie i'll I'll take it i'll take it i'm i'm losing to my wife too danny if that makes you feel any better you know by it's okay lot. riley yeah. by like 40 50 points so yeah camila's destroying you and um yeah and about which is, 300 max available points yeah yeah it's yeah yeah it's it's like 200 all right (laughs) yeah yeah it's okay riley um yeah tourney's been a lot of fun and other sports news though if you guys haven't been paying attention the wbc it was going on over the last couple of weeks and tuesday night the championship game japan united states oh my goodness so the championship game was great but the semifinal game on monday night between mexico and japan was unreal and so if you're a baseball fan at all i i know i've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media people hating on the wbc obviously they didn't watch any of the games so if you watched any of the games the environment was electric the players were into it and the games were i mean they were so much fun they were so much fun i just i love this i i wish we had i'm, I'm glad it's coming back in 2023 but like this is really going to promote the game of baseball internationally better than anything else that is out there. I just, I just love the WBC. Well, even, uh, even the USA's quarterfinal ga- game against Venezuela when Trey Turner goes up there late in the game and hits that grand slam, like, man, that was exciting. Like how, how stoked did you get in that moment? Right. And it's just, it's just fun to see that. And these, these guys going out and they're putting it on the line for their own country. And, you know, to see the, like the romantic side of baseball shows up, in even in these games and almost especially in these games right because you see these guys that are teammates all around the world like in you know from all over the world all of a sudden facing off against each other and it just creates a i think there's a respect involved i think there's you know just something great about the game that comes out when you see this well you saw a lot of guys really into it i think that that meant something to the guys that played for you know not only for the u.s but for for all the other countries that were involved, you know, in Japan, Mexico, you had their running. You know, I mean, Edwin Diaz ends his season because he's celebrating, you know, a world baseball classic game. And no, that's the downfall side of it. But I think at the end of the day, like it's a fun, exciting thing. And then there was, you know, in the group stages, Japan played South Korea and 40 million people in Japan watched that game. I mean, 40 million people watched a baseball game because it meant something. And obviously it means a lot more in Japan is where much as this is America's game. Japan is like baseball obsessed, Um, but it's fun. Like I'm excited. I got to see Masataka Yoshida in some big time games hit some big time home runs and he's coming to the Sox. And so that's fun to see, Um, you know, and then I don't know. do Do we want to get in now to the, I guess I should look at the the thing here, but uh, do we want to talk about the ending of this thing? Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I saw a stat that in six thousand something at bats that Mike Trout's had in the major leagues, 
24 times as he had three swing and misses in that bat. So that's obviously how amazing it is of what Otani does. Second of all, I think I said this in the text message, but to have two players that are two teammates that are probably the two best baseball players on the planet right now to now go up. I mean, I was like, so this is like Babe Ruth hitting DH all game, coming in, closing the ninth inning and striking out Lou Gehrig to win the World Series. You know, I mean, this is, I don't know how you can't write this stuff. We all, I heard a couple of people talking about it before the game. How cool would this be if Otani comes into close and faces Trout in the last inning and here it is and it comes up and he strikes him out. No, it didn't go the way that we wanted as U.S. fans, but uh, that's something you can't, that's stranger than fiction. That's what sports does something that you can't make up. You can't write. It, it does some amazing things in sports that we love and that's what draws us in and and a romantic passion side of it because you can't you literally can't make that stuff up i mean you write that in a book or in a movie and there's we'd be like that's not realistic and here it is like i think that that's something amazing well and like that first fastball that that trout missed like how many times do you see trout swing on a fastball that's low in the zone and hit it like 450 feet right like when I saw that pitch go by, I'm like, dude, like Otani's real, man. And he's throwing it at 101 miles an hour. And I, I remember them say, talking. He doesn't usually do it against 102 <laughs> mile an hour. No, I mean... but I saw them talk. They were some of the announcers were talking before the inning started. And they're like, you know, some of Otani's problems in the past is he gets himself too amped up and loses his control. And like that shows to you. Like that guy, I don't know. I I don't think I've ever seen him lose control. That guy has the most steady heartbeat I've ever seen in a player. Like he is cool, calm and collected in everything he does. Like he's been doing it for 40 years and it's just incredible to watch. Like the guy has a respect for the game, has a respect for his opponent, even when he's just dominating the best players in the world. And it's like he's fun to watch, and I and I th- I throw respect to that guy because of the way he plays the game. But yeah, I mean, couldn't have asked for a better ending. I wish Mookie hadn't choked on the at bat right before it and grounded into a double play. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I. It's just incredible what what Otani has been able to do, and you couldn't write a better script for the ending of that game. The thing with the WBC that I think is interesting is. Like we're starting to see, and like hopefully, what I would like to see is that this takes off the way that the World Cup has with soccer. And I think that outside of the United States, it's starting to right. Like you see, the Japanese national team, they they play together at other times other than the WBC, right? So like they're they're a team. Like they go out there and they play as a team. The, the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Venezuelans, like they play together as a team. America kind of comes together a couple of weeks before the WBC goes out and plays, but like they don't, they don't have that team built yet. Right. And so hopefully you can get a few more teams put together internationally that can do this, but like it brings some an excitement, a little bit of juice to the game of baseball and well, you know, I- it makes it a little bit more competitive. I'm with you where I want to see it get to a point where it's like it's like an honor to be selected to the to the US national team, right? Not like, hey, who can we get to commit? But like we got these all these guys that want to play. 
who are we selecting for the team? And it should upset them that they didn't make the team, right? Like it should be something where they are fighting for a spot on the team, just like you see inside. Like it would be great to see some of that pride come out to where like, I want to play for the team. I want to be able to compete and show that I'm one of the best in the world. And I think you're getting that with the, the position players to a certain extent, but not the pitchers, right? Like if you look at most of the other teams, their star pitchers were playing in the WBC. Like you talked about, you know, um, Edwin, uh, what's his name? Rios, right? The, Diaz. Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. You talked, you saw Alcantara playing for the Dominican Republic. You know, you had Martin Perez in Venezuela. Like these guys, a lot of the top end starters for the other countries and, and Japan had all of their guys, right? You had you Darvish over there. You had Otani, you had, you know, they had their young phenom there that was pitching and the United States was throwing out there, you know, not scrubs, but you didn't have your top guys. You didn't have Garrett Cole in there. You didn't have, you know, Kershaw backed out last minute, you know, like you have all these American pitchers that could have gone out there and performed, you know, Wainwright's past his prime. Right. So like you've got, you had guys with talent, but the top pitchers in the United States weren't participating. And, and I get it. Like you're trying to work up for the regular season, but at a certain point, this you would want the WBC to be as important to the players as the regular season. And as fans, you, I'm hearing a lot of baseball fans, particularly whiny Met fans that are, tra- that are saying like this exhibition that's ruining baseball. Like why don't go out there and risk injury when like, no, like this should mean something like you should want to go out there and do this, that yes, I get that you get paid by the owners to play major league baseball, but this could be just as important. Get yourself ready so that you can pitch and compete for for a championship in the WBC. And and make it something well, where it makes or breaks careers, right? Like look at something what happened that's... today with Reese Hoskins. I mean, he gets injured on a non-contact, trying to field the ground ball, and he might be out for the year in a spring training game. You can't worry about injury all the time with whatever stuff going on. Like Gavin Lux, Brandon Nimmo, like both these guys got injured in in spring training games and are out for the year. Like it happens. It's baseball. And and it's not like they're going out and playing basketball, right? Like playing pickup basketball and risking injury on something stupid like that, right? They're playing their sport, getting better and getting ready. I can't think of anything that would prepare a guy for a major league season or for getting yourself in the mindset of competitive games and going out and playing in something that truly matters, right? Pitching your, your innings in something that truly matters rather than just going and pitching in a spring training game where like, if you give up six bombs, nobody cares because it's spring training and it's like, whatever, right? Like we want to see, I, I love seeing them go and do that. I think that prepares you mentally for a season way better than casual spring training could. Well, and I think that, uh, Also, as baseball fans slash, I mean, for what's good for baseball, what's good for baseball in this country and in other countries and what's good for Major League Baseball as a whole, the World Baseball Classic does bring that. I mean, you saw the excitement coming from, you know, even if I just want to talk about the U.S., but the absolute sheer joy and excitement and team chemistry that's coming from this guy of teams that are from Dodgers to Phillies to you know I mean to to the Angels and Mike Trout you know we made this joke that you know Mike Trout and Shohei Otani have now played their most meaningful baseball for 2023 because they played in the World Baseball Classic and now they have to go play 162 games with the Angels um but 
you know, it's an opportunity. These guys take it seriously. You know, I mean, even uh, Francisco Lindor, I read an article that uh, he, he still supports the, the World Baseball Classic, and he's a teammate of Edwin Diaz. You know, he says it's still worth it. It's still something that's fun. It's still an opportunity to represent your country, and that he still plans to play for Puerto Rico in three years. And, you know, it's not going to go away. Like, this I, is something I think that this is probably the best World Baseball Classic we've had as far as the actual excitement goes for that. And the next step, I think it was that little next step. And yeah, it's been six years. Maybe that makes a difference. But uh, I think I that think, more than um, anything, we may not have got the fans into it as much as we wanted to. I think that's coming. But you can see the actual energy from the players that is going to make it to where the guys on the U.S. in three years are going to want to play. They're going to want to be on that team because they saw the fun and the chemistry and the excitement that was going on for that U.S. team for the guys that were there. You know, Trey Turner so batting the, ninth and hitting homers, and the American gosh. fans, the international fans, are way into it. Right, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I think where you're missing it is on the American side, right? Yeah, you don't see issues coming from the international fans or even the international players. International players are signing up like crazy to go play. It's you know, why isn't you know, why are you not getting everybody wanting to jump on the team for the Team USA? Like, take pride in it. We're spoiled. Like, it's like, we just expect things to happen, right? As opposed to going out there and making it happen and playing for your country. I just think, too, like, how many stars were born in this WBC? Randy Rosarena, I know he had a breakout in the World Series a couple of years ago, but, man, I think he's became a fan favorite in the WBC just because of the way that he played and the energy and the excitement that he brings to the game, you know? Um you know, Trey Turner, I think we were reminded just how great Trey Turner is. Like we, we kind of take for granted what he's able, what he's able to do. So it's an opportunity for them to have a platform they might not have before. And then Otani, I know like he was already a star, but this guy's the best player in baseball, right? Like no debate, like hands down, nobody's doing what he's doing. Right. I don't know how you can argue it any other way right now or anymore like he's fast he hits even in that uh, semifinal game against mexico i saw uh, an interview with uh, um i can't remember the guy's name he doesn't really speak japanese but he's playing for japan because he's from california and his mom's side of the family is lars Nupar. oh Nupar. that's it noops noops um you know he said Otani's like, I'm going to go out there and get a base hit, you know, and he just like, like he could just decide that that's what he's going to do. And sure thing, first pitch, he hits one to the gap and ends up on second base. And, you know, it was close to being a triple and he's flipping his helmet off like Pete Rose used to do as he's rounding first and, you know, he's into it. And I, and then, then he comes back out the next night and does what he does in the ninth inning and looks like Mariano Rivera out there as a closer, you know, I mean, how, how many, people can you ever say that that have done that on the planet like this guy is is something different one um, one one player on the planet has done that like yeah, he's, it's him it's him i'm talking yeah, in yeah. the history of all i mean even in all of baseball even we talk about babe ruth babe oh. ruth maybe could have done this but he didn't this is not what babe but, ruth did well and the other thing is he's got the power he overpowers people with his pitching he's got his speed is like yeah, it's fast. crazy to see you see him leg out that that infield single in the in the final against the USA, like Trey Turner makes a good play, 
has to get up quick, tries to make the play, and he beats it out because he's just fast. Like, he does it all. He has all aspects of the game, and we have not seen that ever. We say most impressive athlete in professional sports right now, Shohei Otani. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see how you can say. I mean, even in who all else is out there that is dominating? The like he can because nobody else in his sport pitches, right? Nobody else in his sport then goes and hits, right? Like he he could be a Cy Young and like a batting MVP. Like no one else is doing. That's like if Tom Brady was the best quarterback and then was out there playing linebacker. You know, like and, and was like still considered unreal. like one of, if not the best linebacker in football as well. Like, it's not just that he's doing it; it's that he literally he's amazing. At, at any both. one point, he could be the best pitcher in baseball and/or the best hitter at baseball at any one given moment within a season. Like, it's well, yeah. There's a reason you don't see that option because most of those guys fizzle out in college, right? Most of those guys that are like, "I'm gonna do both," like they they lack somewhere or they're lacking both. Like, he's able to excel at both, which is nuts i mean he's not switch hitting so you know i mean like a little less <laughs> impressed but no i'm just yeah, kidding go out there go out there and swing right-handed a little bit <laughs> he'd, he'd probably <laughs> hit a bomb like I'm, I'm serious he'll probably <laughs> smoke it dude like i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past him I'd love to see that. You know, like when Anthony Rendon went out and hit hit that left-handed yeah. bomb, you know, against the the position player pitching. Yeah. Like, you know, show hey, just like go hit right-handed. Let's see what happens, you know. Yeah. No, I think it's a lot of fun. I'm hoping I'm hoping the Angels make make the playoffs this year because I I I think Mike Trout, like I've said for a long time, I think he's the best player in baseball, but he can't compete with Shohei at this time at this point. But you've got arguably the two best players in baseball on the same team, they need to get into the playoffs and they need to be able to have some pitching around them. I think the angels are trying to do some things to make that happen, but I would just love to be able to see them see what they can do in the postseason because they're electric. Like both those guys are just incredible and being able to see them on the biggest stage would be, would be ideal. Right. Um, And it just seems like, you know, early days, you look at the early years of the world cup Brazil was really dominant and they kind of made their name as a country by, because they, their players weren't playing in Europe, in the European leagues at the time, right? Like they were all playing in Brazil. And so you didn't see them until they went to the world cup. You're kind of seeing the same thing with Japan right now. There's some stars that are playing in the MLB, but a lot of their guys, they're playing over there in Japan. They're kind of doing their thing, but then you get in this world baseball classic and they're kind of dominating. Like, would you say Japan is like the new, is like the baseball Brazil to a certain extent? In a way, but we've seen Japan transplants come over here for years since basically, you know, the worst first one I think of is Hideo Nomo, right? Back in the 90s. And we've seen it. And and yeah, if you talk in Brazil soccer, like they did, but eventually really quickly after the 70s, and and the Pele thing and everything else, like pretty quickly you saw a lot of Brazilians going and playing European soccer, the best level soccer. We still have the weird thing about Japan is their guys aren't clamoring all over themselves to come over and play in the big leagues. They talk to and I can't think of the kid's name, but the little 21-year-old pitcher that was so dominant, you know. And they talked to him, and I saw an, an article that he, he's like, 
yeah, I'll probably play a couple more seasons in Japan and then think about going to play in the big leagues. Like they're never in a rush to get over here. They wait till they kind of have the money or the, the, the fame, the, the what's going, you know, what's his name? Mataka Masataka that hit the game winning hit in the semifinals. You know, he's just sitting over there playing in Japan, breaking Sadahara O's records, you know, and, and he's not in a rush to come over here. And, you know, I'm happy with what the Red Sox got out of um, Japan, but, you know, they're just not in a rush. So it's kind of a different thing. I think than Brazil, I understand your comparison and I like it, but uh, there's that one little difference is that they're really proud to still play in Japan baseball leagues. Yeah, and if you're going to make that comparison, then that means here in a few years, they have to just like continuously choke over and over, even though they're the best team in the world. So I'm I. The, the, I'm, a bit, I'm a bitter that now. Well, I'm a bitter Brazil. Spoken like I'm a, a bitter, bitter Brazil, Brazil fan, fan who can't man. get over it. Like, so goodness, I'm like, calm down. They better start choking hard here in the next few World Baseball Classics. But you know, if they don't, if Brazil doesn't win every World Cup, it's a choke. Obviously, it's a so. choke job. They were the best. They should oh, have choke well, job. When you're the best, you should win always, right? It's <laughs> it's an expectation. Yeah. Okay, so Danny, yeah. the next question I want to throw to you: Should we do like a Champions League thing, dude? I would love. Should this. We do like this a is... World Series champion in a five-game, seven-game series against the Japan Nippon League champion, and and see what happens. I see. Yeah, I, that would be. I, awesome. I heard people talking about this on the radio. This idea of getting the KBO, getting the Japan League, getting the World Series champions, and kind of doing and and it has to be you have to kind of light it up. Right. And so it has to be like right after the world series. Right. right but right. like, like bring in and, and maybe you have two super leagues. Right. So like maybe the KBO and the Japanese league like merges at some point. Right. Where you have like the American league you know, or, you know, like the, like major league baseball playing against like the Asian league. Right. And like, they have like a true world series, I think that would be fantastic. I think that would be amazing. And really, I could see that happening in the the, next 10 years. Why don't you just take the American League champion plays the KBO and the National League champion plays the Japan Nippon League champion. And then so you have like this little three game series and then a five game series. No, I think what you do, like the American League champion plays the National League champion, right? And then you'd have the KBO champion Japan, plays the KBO. Japan. Japan. That's yeah, kind of, and, and kind then, of like and they do they in Little League. Again. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. Yeah. You have your yeah, like, champion, you have your American champion, they play each other. Yeah. I think it makes more sense, right? You do that as opposed to Major League Baseball expanding into more international places but i think this is a way that you can take the professional league and bring it a little bit more internationally um what would be interesting is to be able to see if baseball starts to take off in other places australia in places in europe right like the middle east like if there are things there because it seems like it's pretty well established in um south america north america right and in East Asia is it going to take off in other places as well. And I think that's part of the goal of the WBC is to start to pick up some interest there. And I think it's getting a little bit of that, right? Like they're starting to right. you develop just can't that bring a little a bit more. Caribbean series champion into the champions league because no, you know, most of your Caribbean right. players come to the major leagues or into the minor league systems at a right. very young age. You know, they're not playing. And most of your Caribbean series is 
winter baseball that major league baseball and minor league players are playing in anyways. Playing in. Right. Just as, yeah. So yeah, I had a teammate yeah. from college that was a minor league player for the twins. And every year he'd go down and play in Mexico in the wintertime. Right. right. It's a little different, yeah. but the Asians, we could do that with the Japan yeah. and the KBO. I like that. Yeah. I think, it, I just think it'd be a ton, ton of fun, ton of fun. And then it could be a true world series, you know, but like, America, we like well, to say we're the world champions when you win the championship in America. I, I know, don't know that's, that that's see of... the upside. I, you know, I think the one scary thing is, is I think it'd be fun. I think the reason that holds it back is just, you know, I think owners are going to be worried about money. You know, they're they're going to watch in Japan. There'd be t- every TV would be turned on to that series in Japan. I guarantee it. But sixty oh, percent of the TVs in Japan watch Japan versus South Korea. Sixty. Right. Percent, but if they were playing the Japan, they're playing champion versus the U.S. champion MLB champion, that would be eighty percent probably. Like, well, for sure, for sure, seventy yeah. percent of Puerto Rican fan- TVs were turned on to that game when they won when Edwin Diaz got hurt. Like, so obviously it's it's definitely does better with the World Baseball Classic. It's the fun thing. I don't know if we'll ever get it, but man, that's it. Sounds like a great idea. I don't. I would love to see it. Yeah. I think in America, like we, we still don't have that sense of like a national sports team, right? Like there's nothing like in Riley, I know you've experienced this. There's nothing like being in another country when their national team is playing, right? Like in, in soccer, like in Honduras, when the national team was playing, like it's literally a ghost town because everybody is inside watching the team. It doesn't matter what the game is, right? Like if the national team is playing, it is a ghost town and you know, when they score because fireworks are going off everywhere, right? Like there's so much investment. There's so much pride that goes into that. Like we, we don't understand as Americans, what that's like, like we're just, Uh, we just don't know. No. And we do have lots of cool people watch, you know, when, right, when right. the World Cup's going on and the World Cup and the U.S. team's doing pretty well, like, sure, 25 to 30 percent of the people at any one given time are watching that game. And, you know, and you get these bars, but, but 90 percent, but it's not 90. It's not the same level of anything. And I think yeah. that's just because in America, there's so many opportunities for everything else. And we're so diverse and this melting pot of the world type thing that we've talked about. We can get into this governmental, political, whatever, political. I'm not really trying to get into that, but I think that there's a real identity with that, that we're we're as a melting pot. We don't have an identity as a sport. We don't have an identity as, as one thing that brings us together because we have so many different cultures and, and it's such a large geographical country that we don't have that same close knit thing like, Honduras does and you know in Brazil it's soccer or nothing you know you have these niche volleyball volleyball or yeah a little bit of basketball Brazil that they do maybe a little bit of basketball a little bit of rodeo but uh, outside of that you know it's soccer we don't have that in America yeah yep and I think that's where like when an injury happens to a player and these players are saying something like, you don't understand what this means to our country. Like it tr- genuine, genuinely is like, you don't understand, right? Like as Americans, like we, we do not understand what it means. Right. It's just a no, different for culture. Them, 
for them to put Puerto Rico on their chest and go play baseball means something next level for those guys. Like that is right. But, but when you go put great Britain on your chest, it doesn't stay on. It just like falls off partway through (laughs) the game. That was bad, but probably true. Yeah. (laughs) But, but you think about it as, as a kid though, like what were you dreaming? Like you're in your dreams and you're like, man, I want to grow up and I want to play baseball. Like what uniform are you wanting to wear? You're wanting to wear the Dodger uniform. You're wanting to wear the Red Sox. You're looking at that. What are they like dreaming of wearing? They're they're dreaming of wearing the the colors of their country, right? Like, like that's their ultimate goal. Right. And so it is different. It is different. And what the mentality is that goes into some of that. Yeah. Well, an example of that going back to soccer again, sorry, but he shyly for Brazil, like, for most of the people was a no name, even for a lot of Brazilians, they weren't really sure of like that much about who he was based on his European league play. And then he goes and makes like a fantastic goal for Brazil in the world cup. And his like social media followers went up by like 10 million overnight or something like that guy made a career in one game. And like, that doesn't happen for the United States in any sport for like international play. It happens in like regular games, which does not happen in international play. Yeah. Well, by the time they go to international play, we know who they are, right? Like, cause you're kind of choosing between stars at that point. Yeah. Well, it's WBC has been a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you didn't get into it the next time, 2026, it's coming. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, Baseball is coming up next week is opening week. So we're really excited about that. We'll talk about that a little bit more next week. We'll get into a preview of, of the upcoming season. And I'm just excited. The games are going to go a little bit more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Pitch clock. They really have. Go. They really have. Yeah. And more balls in play. Stolen bases are up. I mean, hey, Trey Turner's out there hitting bombs. Now he's got bigger bases too. And they can't pick over. He's going to steal 80 bases. This is great. Trey Turner, man. Dodgers should have re-signed him. Anyway, we're going to see what happens there with Major League Baseball. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun and and dig into some of that. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, make sure you follow us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get this. Follow us on Facebook. Let us know what you think. And then we'll let you all know how the Bracket Challenge is going. And, yeah, you know, feel free to send some sympathy my way, right? In Riley's way, especially for how his bracket's going, you know, let us let us know. I know you feel bad for us, so thanks for for the empathy there. So um, I don't at all. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing: Texas is winning it all, so your bracket will crash soon, Ben. So just just wait. I don't know. Gonzaga looks like they're destined. Tell me, there's not a little bit of destiny in there. You got to feel it. There's some uh, destiny we, right they'll, there. They'll find I, a way I've to seen that it. before. I've seen one shining moment coming for Gonzaga. Gonzaga always finds a way to choke it. Don't worry. Man, they were the team of destiny like five times. Timmy! (laughs) Timmy! Well, I think Timmy was on all five of those destined teams too. Like he's been there there for so long. He's made a career at Gonzaga somehow. I don't know how he's been there so long. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you all have a great week. And hopefully you can listen in next week. Let us know. What we could do better? Probably nothing because it's perfect. But, you know, if you have suggestions, let us know. We can always try. Yeah. All right. Peace out.